Welcome everyone to our online uh, service today and I want to wish you all a happy new year. Uh, warm welcome to everyone listening from Mount Kirk Green at East End Church and we're also joined by some folks from Hamilton uh, Bardrainy today uh, as well. Um, so just say hello to a few folks coming online. Hope you can all hear me. Uh, okay and uh, the stream is working okay. We had a few problems last week uh, with it freezing and it appears to have frozen again. Uh, I'll see if I can get my camera working again. Nope. Bear with me a, a wee minute. we seem to have, have a, a frozen uh, camera. Um, if you bear with me a wee while, uh, what we'll do is we'll uh, have a carol together. We're going to sing our first hymn uh, together and that'll give me a wee bit of time to see if I can figure out what's wrong with the, the camera. Okay, uh, so we're going to sing together our first carol, which is the first Noel. If you're listening along at home, uh, please feel free to, to join in uh, along with us. to serve him for shepherd. 
Hi, uh, I seem to have fixed the camera. Hopefully it will stay on for the rest of the, the live stream. And um, we're just going to pray together. So wherever you're listening or watching, uh, feel free to join uh, in along with me. Let's pray. Lord, on this new year, as we begin the year 2022, we gather as your people from different congregations, people listening at home, people listening far away. And Lord, we ask that you would be with us in these moments as we set aside the time from the day on this Lord's Day to spend time in your presence as we bring our worship and our thanksgiving. As we are reminded that you are almighty God, the creator and maker, of all things, that you create time itself. And as we celebrate the beginning of a new year and look back at the year that has already been, Lord, we take all 
those things. Both the joys and the sorrows and the difficult things. And we lay them at your feet. As we come together in worship, Lord, we pray that your blessing would be upon us in this coming year. That your blessing would be upon our nation and all the nations of the world. As we continue to wrestle and deal with the issue of COVID across our communities and across the nations of the world. And Lord, we do pray that this year will be a better year for everyone, for families, for young people, for children, for schools, for businesses, and for your church, your people. Lord, we pray that this year will be a year of great blessing, a year of increase, a year of a great harvest of people into your kingdom, that many might come to know Jesus as Lord and Saviour. Lord, you would bless your church. And we pray for our congregations. Lord, I pray for the Mount Kirk Convenient East End Church today, that you would bless us in this coming year. Lord, I also pray for folks at Hamilton Bardrainey who are listening in today as well. This would be a year of blessing for them also. Lord, you know all things. You know the future. Lord, we pray that you would help us to trust in the way that you are leading us and guiding us. All things for your glory. So Lord, as we gather together in worship today, I pray that you would just be with everyone who's listening and watching in today, that each person would know the peace of your presence with them. We pray for those that are listening by telephone uh, later in the week as well. Lord, we pray for those that are perhaps listening today who are unwell or sick at home eh, or even in hospital, that your hand would be upon them. So Lord, bless our time of worship today. And as we pray together the prayer that Jesus taught his first disciples, we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Okay, I'm going to read our reading from the scriptures today. If you have a Bible at home, feel free to read along with me. And I'm reading today from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, and from verse Twenty-one. Luke tells us that on the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise him, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he had been conceived. And when the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord. A pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there's a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. 
It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. The child's father and mother marvelled at what was said about him. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Amen. Now as we begin a new year, I did wish you a happy new year at the start and uh, bear with me a second. Get a slide up on the screen. And at the beginning of a new year, we're often thinking about the year that has passed, everything that has happened and for everyone that will be very different. Some things that we have shared together uh, and some things that people will share with their own families or friends, things that have happened to you uh, this past year. We also look ahead to the future and wondering what will this new year hold for all of us. And we wonder about the good things and perhaps even the difficult things that we might need to face. And this reading that we read today in the Gospel of Luke of what happened only a week after the, the birth of Jesus when his parents took him according to the Jewish custom to the temple to be circumcised on the eighth day after his birth. I think this story can maybe help us to think about New Year and think about the way that God works in our lives as we see what happened with the old man Simeon and how God had been preparing him his whole life to see Christ, to see Jesus and to meet him face to face in the flesh. And he comes to this particular moment in time where God shows him all that he had promised to him many, many years before. And how Simeon responds to all of that and how he looks to the future as well. Also the words that he has for Mary and for Joseph are very profound and meaningful and can maybe help us make sense of where we are at this moment, at the beginning of 2022 as well. In verse 21 that we just read, Luke tells us on the eighth day when it was time to circumcise him, he was given the name Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Now this name that was given to Jesus literally means the Lord 
saves. The name given to Jesus was very specific, given by an angel in a dream to Joseph and also the angel Gabriel who appeared to Mary. Quite specific that he should be called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So as Mary and Joseph go to the temple in Jerusalem, they're taking Jesus there. It's part of a, a naming ceremony in the same way that we would perhaps have a christening or a baptism for a young baby. And the rabbi would ask, what is the child's name? In the same way that I would ask parents, what name have you given this child? And so they'd come to dedicate Jesus to God according to the Jewish law, which at that time required that all male children be circumcised on the eighth day after birth. And so they are doing what God has asked them eh, to do. But then we see they encounter this old man called Simeon. And this story of Simeon is one of my favourite passages in, in the whole Bible. And because we have this story of a man who had waited his entire life to see Jesus. His heart was filled with hope that he would come to this moment. And God fulfills the promise. And Simeon here is called a prophet. And like John the Baptist and like Anna, who we read about, who's a prophetess in just a few verses after this story, that God has been speaking powerfully through them, through the power of the Holy Spirit, preparing them for the coming of the Messiah of the Christ, or Jesus Christ coming into the world. And now Simeon, as an old man near the end of his life, he has that moment with God, where he sees the face of God in the flesh right before him in Jesus Christ. We're told in verse 25, now there's a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel that someone was going to come, the Messiah, who was going to bring great blessing upon the nation of Israel. This is what Simeon had been waiting for, with anticipation. And now that moment had come. And his head must have been filled with all sorts of emotions, with joy and happiness and wonder. And wondering what this child was going to bring to the world. God had shared some things to him. God had revealed some things about this child to Simeon. And he praises God and he says these words in verse 29. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. So he says, for my eyes have seen your salvation. This moment has come to Simeon, the moment he had been waiting for his whole life. He had seen God's salvation, Jesus, and in that name tells us who he is, that Yahweh saves, the Lord saves. And whatever else was going to happen to Simeon, he was happy for God to take him now, to take him home. He was ready 
because God had fulfilled the promise to him that he would see Christ in human flesh, that he was there in front of him. He even was able to lift him up and hold him in his arms. Now, there's two things which I just want to draw our attention to here in what Simeon says in his praise to God and also the words that he has for Mary and Joseph and a specific word he has to Mary. The first thing that we see in the words of Simeon is that Jesus means truth for all, truth for all people, for both the religious people and non-religious people. Tells us there in verse 30 to 32, Simon says, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all the people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. You see, as far as the Jews were concerned, they were the chosen people of God. They were the holy people of God. And all the other nations of the world were called the Gentiles. Some who were followers of God, but many were not. Many didn't know God at all. And so what he is saying is that this child is going to be a light for revelation to all the nations of the world. To all people, whether they are religious or not. But he would also be a blessing and bring glory to the people of Israel. So some listening today, maybe you're not particularly religious, maybe you already go to church, maybe you pray, you read your Bible. It doesn't matter who you are, Jesus is for you. I know many people feel unable to go to a church, they feel apprehensive or anxious about going to a church because they don't feel particularly religious. You know, Church is not just for religious people. Church is for everyone. Jesus is for everyone. Jesus has come to bring light into all our lives. He's come to reveal who he is. Some people are maybe just fortunate that they have grown up in a home where they've been taken to church. Their parents or grandparents have prayed with them, told them the stories of Jesus. Many people have not had that background. Many people have perhaps never been inside a church before. It really doesn't matter because Jesus is for everyone. Whether you consider yourself the worst sinner or the holiest saint, we still need a saviour. We still need Jesus, the saviour, to save us from our sins. And Simeon could see this. And Simeon foretold this in his praise to God. He recognised that this child was for everyone. But then he also says, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many will be revealed. You see, Jesus is also given to both the hypocrite and to the humble. He's for everyone. 
And perhaps some feel they have no need for Jesus. They have no need to be forgiven of anything. They have no need of salvation. And there are others who recognize their need before God. They recognize the, their brokenness and what sin does to us. And both of those types of people are sinners. The only difference is that one recognizes it, the other doesn't. And so Jesus can be the cause of a falling and arising for many. And we, we have to recognize our need for him. You know, the Bible tells us that one day Jesus will come back as our judge. And we either come to know him as saviour or we will have to face him as our judge. And Simeon told Mary and Joseph that the thoughts of many will be revealed. You see, what is in our heads and in our minds is a lot will only be known to us. A lot of what I think is only known to me, between me and God. But God knows all things. We can't hide anything from him. Even the darkest and most secret sins of our heart, we can hide nothing. And this child, Jesus, is given for all of us. Whether we are humble enough to recognize that we need a saviour, that we need Jesus, or whether we are so proud that we don't think we need God at all. Jesus is for all of us. We either come to recognize him as our saviour, or one day we'll have to face him as our judge as well. But Jesus is also hope for us all. Jesus brings hope to the whole world. And hope in every situation. You know, Mary, when she was first told that she was going to give birth to this child, Mary recognised that she also was in need of a saviour. And one day Mary would meet her son risen from the dead and her heart would be filled with unbelievable joy at seeing him. But before all that took place, Mary had to endure some very difficult things. Simeon, we're told in verse 34 of Luke 2, the child's father and mother marvelled at what was said about him, Jesus. And then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. I always find it interesting that Simeon doesn't speak to Jesus' father, Joseph, at this point. And from what we know, Joseph doesn't appear at the end of the Gospels. He's not there when Jesus dies. So it's often presumed that Joseph had died at some point in between. But it was Mary who would have to bear this burden of seeing her son crucified, of seeing him persecuted, of seeing him flogged and nailed to a cross. But Mary found hope both 
in her sorrows, but also in her joys. The sorrow of seeing her son crucified, but knowing the joy that he had risen from the dead. And the same is true for us, that because of Jesus we have hope, both in our joys and in our sorrows. Now for some, the year that has passed has been a, a very difficult year. Perhaps for some listening today, you've lost a loved one, or you've come through a time of illness, or great difficulty of some kind. So you've experienced sorrow this past year, and you're wondering what the year ahead will look like, whether it will be a better year, whether God will fill us with joy. And there are some who've had a great year. It's been a joyful year, a year of great blessing. And there's perhaps that little bit where you're looking ahead and maybe, maybe worried about something. Will this year be as good as last year or will there be problems ahead? Will there be sorrow? And none of us know the answer to that. And there are some listening today who, who will face some kind of sorrow in the year ahead. But we have a God who fills our hearts with hope, who can give us hope, both in our joys and in our sorrows. Because Christ was born in Bethlehem, Christ died on the cross, and Christ rose again from the dead. That Jesus is alive. That's why we can have hope. And that's why the birth of this child was such good news to Simeon. He recognised this. But he also recognised that for Mary, she was going to have to go through a very difficult time as well. So just in closing, Jesus, the gift of God's Son, given to us is truth and hope for us all. And that was something that Simeon had waited his entire life to know and understand. That Jesus was going to bring truth to this world, to both the religious and the irreligious. That Jesus would shine his light upon all the world so that everyone could come to know God and who he really is. We need his truth, but we also need the hope that he brings. The hope in better times and also the hope in more difficult times. And we see that truth and hope summed up in verse 29 of Luke 2, where Simeon says, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Imagine if we could live through this next year with that kind of peace, with the kind of peace that Simeon lived with, that no matter what might happen, whether good or bad, we can know that all 
will be well because of Jesus. Because Christ was born, because Christ died, because Christ is risen. We can have rest in our souls and peace in our hearts. No matter what 2022 might turn out to be, nothing can take that away from us if we have Jesus. The source of all truth and the source of our hope. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, your Son, given to us that first Christmas. Lord, we thank you for our Saviour and our King, the one who contains all truth and all hope. And as we reflect on the story of Simeon, may we each be able to have that same peace that he had in knowing that he knew the Saviour, that the Saviour had come into this world. And knowing that no matter what happened, that he had hope, that even if the Lord should take him, that he could rest in peace in that knowledge and that hope that Jesus had come. That all will be well, no matter what, and even if. So Lord, fill our hearts with that peace and with that knowledge of knowing Jesus as Lord and Saviour and truly bless us in this coming year. Amen. Now, I just wanted to talk to you about a couple of things before we end our online service today. And uh, I'm going to be running a course, which initially was going to be face-to-face, -face, but I'm going to be doing it online. Uh, it's a course called Hope Explored, and it's over three weeks, so three nights, and that will be on Zoom, starting on Thursday the 13th of January at 7pm. And uh, it'll be very informal. All it'll involve is watching a short video and then there'll be a discussion on the topic. And it's really about how we find hope in the story of Jesus. It's very short. It's only over three weeks, so there's not a big commitment to this. And uh, if anyone would like more information on that, you can either private message me on Facebook or there's a sign up for email so you'll get a notification of the Zoom link when that starts up uh, a week on Thursday. Um, also just wanted to mention a couple of Bible apps that people might find uh, useful. And uh, this first one is called Dwell. I know that the beginning of a new year, a lot of people like to start reading the Bible and I'd encourage you to do that if you can, to start reading the Bible for yourself if you don't already. And uh, not everybody maybe finds it easy to sit down with a, an actual physical book these days. But if you have a phone and you either want to listen to the Bible or read it on your phone, there's an app called Dwell, uh, which is really terrific. Um, it has a lot of meditations with music and images along with the reading of scripture. And all the people who are reading the scriptures are, have great voices. So they're easy to listen to. Um, you can use some of it for free. There's a free trial, but it is a paid app. 
Uh, so just be aware of that. Uh, I'm only recommending it because I, I use it myself and I found it to be very good. And um, there's another one which is free called The Bible Project, and they also now have an app. Uh, the Bible Project started as a YouTube channel, and um, it's a, a great overview of the Bible, how to read the Bible. Uh, there's a few caveats with this one. There's a couple of videos um, you, you maybe need to use your discernment uh, with. Uh, but overall, it's a very good uh, app and a great introduction to the Bible for folks that want to uh, get a great overview of the Bible and really um, get into things. There's also a, a what's called a reading journey that can lead you uh, in daily readings through the Bible uh, as well. Um, so I thought I'd just mention that one too. Okay, um, so we're coming to the end of our service. I'm just going to ask God's blessing uh, on everyone. Uh, I was planning to do just a, a quick Zoom call today if anybody wants to chat or wish everybody a Happy New Year. Uh, there's a link in the description to the Facebook uh, video today if you want to come on to Zoom, take five minutes to get a coffee and happy to have a chat uh, after the service today. So now may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you all now and always. Amen. Take care everyone. And I'll see you soon.